0: Hello humans of triathlon and welcome to the hot podcast where we bring you the ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon one human one story at a time with the aim to inspire and to celebrate this life-changing sport and its humans through real authentic raw and enjoyable conversations with triathletes from all around the globe and from all walks of life. I'm Swapnil Chauhan here with my co-host Charles Hunk and Radmom Robin along with an amazing guest.
1: Here on the Hot Podcast, we've had lots of different kinds of inspiration in our episodes, but we haven't yet brought you a triathlon love story. So I kind of feel like we need some romantic theme music here in the background. Today we have two guests who not only both fell in love with the amazing sport of triathlon, but also with each other in the process. One is a former national team rower from Denmark, representing her country at the world championships and pursuing a master of science in food technology in Copenhagen. She got bit by the triathlon bug after her best friend talked her into giving it a try. Uh, See what I did there? (laughs) Our other guest, whom you might have guessed is this mysterious best friend, has been enthralled with endurance sports since he was a kid and began running half marathons with his father in his early teens, completing his first half Ironman at the age of 21 and now hitting the podium just a couple of years later. Taking the top place overall in the Danish age group championships in both sprint and Olympic distances, and heading toward another half Ironman in just a few weeks. So please welcome to the Hot Podcast today, Meta Noel and Christopher Gray. Hey, hi guys.
0: Hi. Hey guys.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's a great experience to be able to uh, to speak with you guys. It's uh, yeah, with all your inspiring stories. It's it's fantastic to uh, for for us to to also be, be able to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have some fellow student-athletes on the show as well. I think we've only had one previously, and that was also at the beginning stages. We so yeah, are glad to have you both on the show. No. Yes, definitely welcome. Well, so, you know, given both your stories, I've definitely been looking forward to this, and I'm ready to jump right into it. So, you know, both of you got started in sport pretty early on in your life, so let's just start over there. Christopher, let's start with you. So, man, you, you were running half marathons at the age of 14. How did that happen?
2: Uh, well, actually, I, I always uh, had a fascination for, for, for long uh, endurance bouts and um, um, and tried out a lot of different sports, uh, but never at a very high level, actually. So it was, um, it was more just this fascination with, with something long, which um, more more than uh, short and hard um and so in, and i never actually joined any clubs or uh, anything but but, uh, but just uh i started with my father that uh, he wanted to get back in shape and uh, and so we ran together and uh, in the beginning uh, i had a hard time uh, keeping up but uh quite quickly i was the one running away from him <laughs> um at a young age and, and and so and that was more kind of uh, a fun thing here and never really it wasn't really competitive at that time uh, at all but more just a challenge of of uh, of um or completing these long distances so otherwise i also i mean i was quite fascinated by by hiking and uh and wild camping and, and being like these like more out in nature for, for a long time and, and that was kind of what i saw as uh, as what i wanted to do uh sports wise right and, um and so 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 it started out with, with these um, and i never i mean i had i had friends that were doing athletics and, uh, and were doing um, and i kind of had this idea that that i i probably wasn't very good at sh- short and hard and so i kind of held, had refuge in the fact that i could just do these uh, long uh, long races or half marathons seemed very long for me at the time um even though uh, in hindsight it would probably have been a smart thing uh, performance wise to uh, to to get into an athletics club and and, and do um, and, and start being fast at the uh, 3K and 5K races, uh, and then at a later age, um, go up to longer distances.
1: Well, I think it's great that you found endurance at such an early age, because I think so many kids don't get that opportunity. They might not realize they're an endurance athlete.
2: Yeah, I guess that's that's you could put it that way. I mean, it was certainly was kind of the the, the motivation behind it that the, the long endurance uh, part. So, so later on in life, I, I found out that, in fact, I wasn't that bad at, uh, at doing 5k races and, and, and running and, and, doing shorter, uh, okay. stuff instead. So, so kind of realized also that, that to get fast on a half marathon or, or anything longer, you, you, you have to get fast in the short stuff first and do some heavy intervals and you can't get around that. And so, yeah, I, I guess i say that, that you have that uh, by having that motivation in the beginning to, to do the long stuff, uh, and the endurance training, then, uh, then I got into the the shorter ones uh, later on so okay, I guess we're gonna we're
0: gonna be jumping in between stories for a little bit here so yeah. Mete, how about you um so you started rowing competitively since the age of ten and yeah. you represented Denmark in the junior and the twenty three World cups so how did you get into that sport
3: well it's its lies in the family for me, both of my brothers okay. were, competitive rowers as well, and my parents as well um so I was the last one who, who joined the sport. Um, and where wearing is more different than triathlon in, in the point of being much of a short distance thing. So I started that way with short distance instead and I came into wearing that way and sports.
2: Right.
0: And so what was your goal with it when you got into it? Do you aim to go professional in it?
3: Uh, wearing is quite difficult to, to become professional in. But um, I was I was doing it as much as possible at at elite level of Denmark and uh, mm-hmm. found a lot a lot of joy in doing that. Uh, but at the point of, I thought it was I, I reached the goal of, of being a, a national team rower for for several years and I wanted to try something else.
2: And you, you mentioned that, that 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 is when when you go rowing and you all are either go all all in or you uh, yeah. or you don't do it. I mean it's not. Uh,
3: yeah, it's, it's it's quite difficult. Doing like little thing where you can participate yeah. on um, for fun level, you would say, and which I think is more common or possible to do in, in triathlon, where you can you can do how much you want to do and still be be part of the game.
1: So how how different is it transitioning from a, a team to an individual sport?
3: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, because when I did rowing, I did it on teams of four girls, um, and. And triathlon is is very yeah individual, uh, so I really enjoy training with the club and training with the other teammates um, to be able to push myself even further. But also rowing has also taught me a lot about being individual and and pushing my limits uh, to the maximum, which which I've carried on and used also in triathlon.
2: Well, I guess you could say that in, in rowing you've been. I mean, although it's a team sport, you still it's fiercely competitive uh, amongst team members, isn't it?
3: yeah yeah we compete against each other as well to to be in the team
2: right so in that way <laughs> so
0: was how was your first triathlon was it like a humbling experience i mean being so good at one sport and then coming into a different sport
3: definitely yes of course <laughs> um yeah i was i i was quite good at, at rowing, obviously being on the national team uh, and then joining triathlon where yeah I couldn't swim when I joined triathlon, so I used the first six months learning how to to swim. Cool, and uh, I was okay at running, but uh, yeah, I, I like like the long distance thing.
0: So okay, so I would I would think that because like rowing is such a strength and endurance focused sport. Um, do you find do you find like the short distances? What distance have we done so far?
3: I I really prefer the short distances. Um, I was always a sprint rower as well. Um, mm. So the distances is, is quite difficult for me, and um, but I'm learning and I'm picking up on, on how to do it properly and so on. But uh, I, I think the shorter distances is, is way more fun and way more, yeah, I can keep myself intense. It's way more intense for me. Mm.
2: Hmm. And Christopher, how did you get involved in the sport? Um, so actually I was this, uh, after high school, I went to this uh, yeah, sports school, you can say, for, for half a year. Where I did some sailing and then I did some triathlon and and um, met a few guys that had done Ironmans and I thought wow that was really I mean that must be the ultimate uh, thing coming back to to my fascination of of uh, of, of long uh, bouts of endurance uh, I just saw that that Ironman wow that must be uh, that that must be crazy uh, crazy cool <laughs> um I kind of had this this fascination of that and that's that's the first time I I really heard about triathlon but then for a few years I kind of I went back to start university and um, I did. Uh, I had done some mountain biking. I continued doing some mountain biking. I was running on the side and did a couple of marathons. And uh, and at that sports high school, I learned uh, to swim crawl, and so I swam once in a while. Um, and at some point, I thought, yeah, why why not actually try to combine them? So 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 so, so I, I signed up for for half Ironman and and found some training plan uh, on the internet and uh, and started training up to that. And actually. Uh, in my own uh, eyes, I did I, I did quite well, um, so I thought oh, that was actually quite quite fun. And so after that, that was still on on a, on a purely uh, amateur level, and just thinking that that this was uh, I wanted to do this for fun and just see how how if I could do an Ironman one day, that would be uh, that would be the, uh, that would be awesome. And then I went uh, on exchange for a half a year in Singapore, and uh, and trained with uh, with the aquathlon team uh, at at the on, uh, at the university. Um, so our question is, 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 um, just, uh, uh, swimming and then running directly afterwards on quite a short, um, so it's, it's 750 meters of uh, swim and then five kilometers run. So very short and intense, um,
1: ultra sprint,
2: ultra sprint. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say that. Yeah, exactly. It takes half an hour. <laughs> and so, um, and so that, that was kind of where I started to realize, okay, if I started training with these guys and I started to realize that actually those short, uh, 400 meter interval repeats they were doing, uh, on the track that I could, I mean, that, that was actually <laughs> quite good training. And, uh, and, and there was a real, sorry, there was definitely something to be gained by, by doing this kind of really intense stuff. And, and I realized that doing a 5k uh, race was, uh, not that bad after all. And it was uh, <laughs> just as hard, uh, as doing half Ironman, even harder because you have, I mean, instead of uh, setting out in a pace where it's, uh, or you can kind of, where you're feeling all right for the first uh, two hours, you set out at a long searing pace from the from the start. <laughs> so I really suddenly had newfound respect for these short distances and so on. Wow, that's, that's really something I need to to dig into before I start going on too long dis- longer distances.
1: Just con- condensing the suffering.
2: Yeah, yeah, in, in a way, yeah, exactly. But uh, and and just <laughs> kind of finding out that whoa, this is, I mean, this is just as hard and 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 like much harder actually doing it on such a short distance. And and so when I came back from uh, from Singapore back in Denmark I I signed up for you a know, triathlon team I started training with with the guys there and there were a lot of there were a few guys there doing uh, focusing on sprint uh, distance, and they were the strongest athletes in the in the club actually so I thought yeah that's uh, that's probably what I should should focus on instead of of going for full Ironman distances so so I started kind of shifting uh, my attention to to not just uh, and I guess that's many many tri- uh, people when they come into the sport of triathlon they they maybe get the inspiration of whoa Ironman that that sounds like the ultimate thing, um. But when you get it to know, uh, get to know it a bit more, you, you realize that there's so many other distances, and and, and maybe on a like a long term, if you look if you look at it at the time and in, in the sport on a the long term, then it's not the smartest thing to start out, uh, for the long distances. It might be a, a smartest thing to start out gaining some speed on, on the shorter distances, and then and then building up. That's what I started doing when I got into that uh, into the triathlon club, uh, the local triathlon club here, and and I was still kind of thinking that it was still for fun, and and I was still um, just Peter developing and then trying to to have some fun and meet some new uh, some new friends in, in the sport. And so a few months after uh, after joining this team, I I did a, a, a um, off road cross duathlon, uh, like Xterra uh, duathlon race, and kind of out of nowhere, I came on the third place overall. And I got on the podium in for the first time in anything. I was like, "Whoa, uh-huh. this is that's oh, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of like thinking that okay, this this is quite wow. How how come I can kind of? I was really intimidated. And the mo- race morning, I remember standing in queue to the to, uh, to the bathroom uh, before the race, and, and there was this guy uh, talking about wow. Uh, yeah, he had uh, run a couple, of, uh, won a couple of races before, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was feeling really good and. Uh, he was going for like top five today and, and i was like whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. yeah he looks <laughs> fast whoa, what should i do and and i just remember like uh, the irony of just standing and being five places in front of him uh, at, at the end and i was like okay wh- what how how come how come he wasn't faster you was you was talking about he was being so fast that's kind of where i realized okay this is might might be uh, there might be possibilities in, in getting you faster than than i was imagining so 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 I thought I might try to give uh, give triathlon a go at that point, uh, more seriously, instead of just doing it for fun. But 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 trying to to uh, so, so I guess you could say my my ambitions got uh, got up a notch. I thought that it would be fun to to kind of see where it could go if if I yeah if I took it more seriously and then trained uh, more specifically um on the long term.
1: So how does your training right now for your upcoming uh, Half Ironman differ from that first one where you just grabbed a training plan from the internet?
2: <laughs> um, well, a lot. <laughs> so so I, when, the, when the first one, I was still thinking that it was just kind of a stepping stone. And then the next step would be an Ironman and then I'll get on. But after that first race there, I thought, okay, whoa, this is... Um, if I if I need to, do, to get on a high level at some point in this uh, sport, then... Then I need to not look at what I want to complete in a few months, but how far do I want to get in five years? And so then I, I mean, just looking at uh, at the really big names in the sport, uh, <laughs> not that I'm uh, think that I'm up there, but but just the fact that uh, if you look at at, uh, at people going like Jan yeah, Frodeno and stuff like that, that that go, they they started at the short distance and they have a really successful career in short distance wrestling and then they. At some point, they build up and they go for half Ironman and then full Ironman distances. And you see the same thing in running. It's not the marathon runners; they aren't uh, twenty-five years old. They uh, they are thirty-five years old, right? So they start doing Mm five-kilometer runs and ten-kilometer running, and then they, at some point, and do marathon. So I thought, okay, if I if I want to get good at some point, this uh, on on half and whole Ironman distances, I should start start uh, developing my my short distance um my short distance skills first. So i uh i hired a coach and uh and worked with him on and on, on kind of like setting these goals and and what what i want to achieve in, in in five years and that's that's uh, still uh, out in the future um but uh so so we kind of uh agreed on 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 starting on on sprint distance and uh, and quarter ironman and olympic distance uh, races to kind of build that top speed and also just with the realization that at at uh kind of at a uh, lower age you won't be competitive anyway on an on, on ironman so i've done a lot of of uh these very the shorter distance races and then started doing some some half ironman now as well um but just meaning that that my training has been very intense i guess so a lot of uh intense intervals and now to come back to your question about how my training is different now from 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 a couple of years ago and, uh, to a start, I'm training, I guess, three times as much, as many hours <laughs> <laughs> per week. And then, uh, it's focused a lot about, um, like the last, to the last, uh, months has been focusing a lot of on very race specific work. So, uh, so in the base period of a few months ago, I, I, after, after earlier race, we went back to, to doing a lot of volume, uh, spiced up with, with some, uh, very short, uh, VO2 max, uh, intervals on the bike. Um, and then just increasing, uh, my swim, uh, volume a lot since that was my, my week, uh, disciplines. And then now that the last month has been focusing on, on, on doing very, yeah, race specific intervals. So, so I've been doing the last couple of weeks, just going out for two hours, uh, at half Ironman pace. Um, so basically as hard as, and as far as, uh, as I'll do on the race in the uh, next week. Uh, just to be sure that that uh, I can hit the same intensities on the bike, and to have the confidence uh, when getting out of the water.
4: Mm. It's very interesting the way you mentioned you no, know, uh, how how you've been approaching your training lately, you no, know? because uh, most of the times I think not only with people that we interview, but also uh, people that I've met in the in the community, they always mention how they have appro- how they come to triathlon and they just. Uh, started to try different things and then suddenly they they settled No, in 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 being a specialist in sprint No, i like ironmans no i like high fireman's but in your case i think i think that one of the first times that i hear such a structured approach to training you know and uh, and how you mentioned that uh, you appreciate the the need to get better at a shorter distances and to improve the speeds at there if you really want to get fast and uh, at a longer distance it's just the way that Jan Frodeno or or Gomez Noya have done it uh, in, in their careers no. So I think it's very interesting the the this uh, sort of structure approach and you, you set, set in your goals from here to five years time no? so I think that's very very interesting for me to hear at least
0: yeah I think that, that should hold for everyone like even though he started young and that makes more sense but I think even for
2: you know people who start late later on in life I think the same should hold yeah, yeah. Well, I, I definitely also give that advice to, to people that that it's having the, the long view uh, is also also makes it kind of having uh, one long goal out in the future and then then setting shorter goals uh, along the way kind of also makes it more enjoyable uh, in the long run because you get these success stories from the beginning and then you build it up to uh, to in the end have a really good performance on uh, on on the long term and and I mean there's a lot of people that that start out and they hear triathlon uh and they and they maybe they see um an ironman racing on the streets uh, and they say well that's awesome and then they sign up for an ironman um <laughs> without ever having done it <laughs> and uh, and i mean that's i mean i've got a lot of friends that do that and that's i mean it's adm- admirable <laughs> but it's it's it also it's kind of it is a it's, it's a, like a very big mouthful to take it at, at one time and 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 uh and maybe not the best approach on, on if, if you really want to get them to a high level I guess uh, then you can kind of because I've, I've seen a lot of people doing that and then they backpedal again and they go okay now I've tried this what do I want to do now if I want to get yeah. really fast and so maybe I told you side yeah so so it's kind of um, a realization that comes to a lot of people i I, I have is my impression at least um, after the, after they've done their first arm and then they realize okay maybe maybe I should have done this in another way I saw that instead of inventing uh, the how do you say in Danish the we have a, an expression saying that instead of inventing the deep uh, the deep bowl uh, every time then you kind of uh, learn from uh, from what other people have done before. Right. Uh, so so looking at looking at the successful uh, long distance athletes, there are very few of them that have started out on the long distance. Yeah, yeah, very true.
4: And I think there's a famous phrase that I heard one say sometimes that there's a, the clear difference between the podium chasers and the cutoff chasers.
1: <laughs> That's a good way so, to yeah. put it. Yeah. That's
2: a harsh way to put it, though. No? <laughs> yeah. <really> harsh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I think completing a race for, for many people, completing a, a sprint triathlon or completing an Ironman, it's a huge accomplishment, not, not to be taken lightly.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on what your goal is. You know, some people just want to take it off their bucket list.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's admirable, also. I mean, definitely, and and that's uh, of course that's I guess that that's also one of the things that are great. What what I appreciate with triathlon is the, the the breadth of of people uh, practicing this sport. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, and that we're all in the mix together. You, you know, we're all in yeah, the same exactly. transition. We're all in on the same course. It's it's different than a lot of sports. Yes.
0: So Mary, what was your, how was your introduction to the sport and how, what motivated you to get involved with it? Uh,
3: well, I, I ended up quitting rowing after the 11 years and, uh, and I was kind of searching for what to, to spend my, my newfound time on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, I was introduced to triathlon and, and I thought that that could be a fun challenge to to take up, um, especially because I didn't know any of it. and. Uh, I would suck at most of it, probably, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought could be quite fun, having like goal and just wanted to learn some new stuff.
2: I guess it's kind of taking some of the like.
3: Yeah, take off the pressure, especially that was a big thing. I can imagine. Huh. Just to have no pressure on your shoulder and just be able to see how how good I would be at something brand new, which I never tried before.
0: So how what? you've been in the sport for about like a year and a half now
3: yeah yeah I joined the club two years ago yeah and uh yeah the first struggle was definitely learning how to swim which i used uh, yeah half a year on. um and it's still a struggle but uh, I'm, I'm picking up I think and then yeah I try focus on, focusing on each sport uh, at a time because I know I can't focus on all three at, at once I'm not some super structured person <laughs> <or> someone else <laughs> so i I try focus on one sport Time, and then having small progress each time and then having small sprint races because yeah that's that's the most fun for me
0: so do you aim to continue doing this at uh you know like a recreational level or do you want to are you all on the same path as Christopher and you want to yeah. take it to the next level
3: um at the moment i'm i'm just doing it for fun obviously i'm i'm trying to improve everything and, and I, I i think when you've been competitive sport and doing com- competitive sports since you were a child you you have, like it's a struggle being like in the middle mm. of sleeping, so you, you always strive to to be in the podium and so yeah I, I think I have to see what brings next yep. because it is fun doing these sports and and seeing how good I get every time and see that every time I do a race or every time I, I'm more structured with my training and so on I, I perform better, mm. which, which is very fun for me. <laughs>
2: But I mean, when you when you when uh, Meta says that she's uh, she does it for fun, I mean, when you see her at training, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. the, that's, uh, I mean, you want uh, there's no doubt that that it's also about the, uh, I mean, when you are training, it's about uh, <laughs> yeah going as hard as you can. Yeah, Lose <laughs> <you can be laughs> when you competitive sport, I think.
1: So, how do your um, studies interact with your sport and your your training, like? Do you take things from what you're learning and apply it to your training? Do you th- take things from what you're learning about triathlon and apply it back to your degree? Definitely. Yeah,
0: it's, the the degree you're doing is pretty interesting too. I mean, um is in a more mainstream field of physics, but you're into food technology. So that's that's pretty yeah interesting.
3: I think both of us use uh, our knowledge from study quite a lot. Uh, I think Chris does even more with aerodynamics and so on. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that's true.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just uh, from my part uh, trying to be the nerdy physicist when uh, when optimizing uh, what can be done. I mean, uh, I don't know if you
1: well swimming is all physics.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is... <laughs> yeah, and just like uh, just optimizing stuff on your bike is really about just uh, being as as uh, as aerodynamic as possible, I guess. I mean,
1: power, yep, gravity, aerodynamics, uh, hydrodynamics. I to
2: beat um, Bradley Wiggins' hour record here a couple of months ago. I don't know if you um, followed that, but it was um, he had he he ended up with the second fastest time in an hour ever. Wow! Uh, Martin Tuft. he did it on a velodrome in, in in Mexico, but he's actually he actually studied the same uh, as me, physics and, and nanotechnology, and he he excelled by. Not being a very big guy, and uh, I mean, compared to Bradley Wiggins, he's just like a he's, he's a, cont- a pro continental team cyclist, and and not nearly the caliber of Bradley Wiggins. But he just down through every single detail, he uh, he he noted how uh, how his how close crop his beard should be to uh, to optimize the airflow. <laughs> so so things like that, and that's kind of that that's really inspiring uh, inspiring. I think because it's it's not about being uh, the strongest; it's about being the smartest, right?
1: Right, I see. A, I see a new market for triathlon specific beard wax. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, I
1: just want to jump on that today before anybody hears that.
3: Uh, <laughs> we heard it here first. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Meta back to um, yeah, back yeah. to your your studies.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I used my study as well uh, in the part of, of knowledge about food, um, and also in when I did rowing, I did lightweight rowing, which means I had to hold a specific weight Um, so I always had a huge interest in food and and what kind of food that needs to be put into the body to get the maximum out of uh, in bats and uh, in in performance as well so I definitely use it and and the nutrition classes I had at my at my bachelor uh, I really used that to know which nutritions were essential for me uh, to be able to perform at the maximum uh, every time I did training and which food I could eat and which food I couldn't eat before training and so on. And it's, I, I think it's just a bigger study as uh, the optimization of the bike, uh, <laughs> you can say. And it's, it's really something that's, that has to be put into context. I think when you, when you do sports in any sports, uh, of course, it's, it's very important. And especially in these, in these races where you have three different sports that has to, it, it affects the body in different ways, I think. So you really have to take that into mind when you do the sports, I think, which is, is a huge help for me doing doing the food science uh, study, besides of, of these triathlon races and so on.
0: So you've got the food part covered, he's got the physics covered, and together you can like...
3: <laughs> you guys are a great team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah, we complement each other in that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So do you guys train
1: together? Um, do you, Are you planning races together? Kind of like, how does how does that all work?
3: Um, there's uh,
2: quite a bit, uh, a level yeah, difference, yeah. Level difference. we we go to, I mean, we we in the same and club, so so we go to to um to, to swim training together, for example. And so there's four, so so we are in each uh, are different lanes, but but we'll um, go together to, to 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 swim training. We'll go together to uh, to to run training and then stuff like that. So 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 in that sense, uh, there's a lot of 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 the club training that can be done that we do together because. I mean, if you do uh one kilometer intervals, I mean, if you do five of those, it doesn't matter if you run them fast or quick. You can, you can. I mean, everyone run runs yeah. them at, at their own pace, right? So, so, so that's that we we train right together. But um, but obviously, when when we go, if I go out on on a half Ironman paced <laughs> bike ride, then then right. then then will have a hard time. No, that's not gonna
3: happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's it's good that we understand the need for for training. At this level, and and the time we put into it, it's it's quite important.
2: Yeah, I guess it definitely because I mean, if also Meta's background in, in elite sports also also make as I it makes it possible that I I don't have to explain myself when I get home uh, every night at
3: uh,
2: <laughs> <one day laughs> in the evening, go to bed and wake up at six morning and go out training and then go to school. So it's kind of it's we have a very hectic day to day schedule, uh, schedule uh, where we don't see each other a lot. Uh, or we maybe see each other uh, on the way to swim, uh, on the way to the swim squad and on the way back. And that's uh, the half an hour we've got uh, mm. together uh, in a day. But because we've, we both had that understanding, that understanding yeah. of about sport uh, and, and um, then we make it work out, um, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Christopher, I, I really want to talk to you about your injury. First of all, what was it, and you know you talked about being kind of over ambitious earlier on, so was that a factor that led to the injury? so just talk to us about
2: what that injury was uh yes yeah, so so there's a actually there was kind of i talked to you about the exterior race I started out in and then about the race I'm gonna do just now, and there's kind of a whole of two years between you between that uh and uh and that was because after that um first race where i um came in third and so wow this is really awesome uh my mind was made up to uh to really go hard <laughs> and go uh, go far but um but i guess i guess my just my body wasn't ready for that and um, and so maybe that that's one of the the dangers of tracing because you qu- very quickly build up a, a huge motor because you have three sports where you where you develop your uh your, your cardiovascular uh, system and then but your muscles and ligaments uh, don't uh, necessarily follow along sure. as quickly and in my case I was also super motivated and I was seeing uh, huge gains uh, just uh, by the week nearly as as you would expect when you when you quickly ramp up uh, training i guess but um but yeah so i started seeing after a couple more successful races and that was 2016 about the summer then i i started seeing uh, nagging injuries that, that first just came small injuries that came and then disappeared after a few weeks of, of, uh, of uh of lower training it was especially in running actually um and then at, at some point actually it just there was there was a, a injury in the back of um of my left uh, knee that um that just refused to, to disappear and so it kind of actually put me out of the game for Yeah, you know, i was probably not good enough to to really ramp completely back so so, so it would it would Get better after a couple of weeks, and then I ramp up running again, and then it would come back, and and I'd stop for a while, and and so actually it went on off for 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 the best part of a year. And you were were you resting during that time? Well, mm, I I was uh, cycling full gas and swimming uh, as much <laughs> as I could, but resting on the, on the run, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess that was kind of in, in a way that to maybe strengthening the fact of 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 increasing the motor, but still not having the 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 muscle strengths uh, to, to back it up so actually when i started triathlon i was uh, running was was clearly uh, my strongest discipline but over over what ended actually being uh, being one and a half year where i practically uh didn't run more than yeah what would be 20 25 kilometers per, per, um, on average per week um at a really low intensity um i was kind of Putting all that energy and frustration into into cycling instead, and so I really increased my 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 cycling strengths on on this, um, and and that was kind of what kept me going, I guess, um, being able to, to to pour all this energy into in, into the other sports. Um, so in that sense <laughs> triathlon is is fortunate because you you have this possibility.
1: Always got something.
2: Yeah, yeah, but but then in 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 the spring of of 2017, that was after I had hired my coach and we were working together to, to, to do to work this and 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 kind of the running was 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 looking okay but but again had these injuries that came came and went and suddenly i got um a knee injury in, on the right side uh in the right knee when i was cycling and i suddenly couldn't suddenly couldn't cycle uh anymore um and that was really mm-hmm. when it when it began getting tough because now i was suddenly set out both when i was running and, and when i was uh when i was cycling and so this was this was really Kind of paradoxical because I had two races that 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 had made good results and and I was kind of still keeping out. Yeah, I was I was kind of still believing in the fact that uh, that I could uh, get to a higher level. um But on the other hand, um I just had like a, a year where I hadn't where I hadn't raced and and I mean people around me were kind of without saying out loud. I think it was kind of wondering a bit why uh, why I was spending twenty hours a week. Uh, doing super low-intensity cycling, which I could still do, um, and super slow runs and and, and and spending a lot of time in the gym uh, during the rehab work. And, and I think people were wondering why, and I was, myself was wondering uh, why I was uh, continuing to do this because it kind of seemed a bit futile. Um, and I didn't have, I mean, there was very, very slow development. And and, uh, and so the motivation to keep going was, was partly that, uh, that, just I, I felt that, that there was kind of unfinished business, that. Uh, that I had had the brief feeling that whoa, this is that something is is good here. So uh, I kind of kept that feeling in mind and tried to 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 do all of my power to get back to that. And then on the other hand, I I had built up a network of of, uh, of friends in the sport as well, and and, and so I kept updated in that, and I kept coming to uh, the swim trainings uh, uh, every every week and, and stuff like that. So 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 that's how I kept the contact to the sport uh, and met and started in the same club as 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 I as well and so. In that sense, I was still very much into the sport, uh, even though I was uh, on the sideline and never participating in any of the hard intervals and the uh, uh, hard bike sessions, which were what I thought was was were a really fun parts. But um, so so yeah, that was kind of a, a frustrating limbo to be in there um, for 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 too long time.
0: Did you weirdly enjoy it at all because like right now I'm going through you know something for I've been injured for a while now and like just being like did you enjoy it all in the sense that you were you couldn't wait to make a comeback and just show it everyone that you know you rose
2: back up from that from that setback um yeah in the sense yes yes that that, that I mean definitely kept me going that and it's also just on a, on a personal level it was I mean even though I'd never done uh, a sport at this level before then then uh, I couldn't see myself not I mean I've always done sports and I couldn't see myself not doing anything so so if you can cycle and run, then I mean that's it's more like the, just keep on doing something, right? And 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 the fact of of um, of doing as much as as uh, as you can do without uh, making worsening the injury, I think is 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 the best path because the it doesn't help just uh, stopping completely and not and not doing uh, anything at all. I think I think it's just the fact of mentally still being in it, still you get the enjoyment out of of of, uh, of that part of it. And so I think also just having the self discipline and and the and uh, and, uh, and and the enjoyment of going out and go for a one K run two times a week. And I mean, it's many people I mean they think that that's really worth it and 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 if you can keep on just that rhythm of going, uh, for even these what seems like I mean it practically doesn't seem like uh worth the hassle to take on your running clothes for one club mm-hmm. of running, but still just doing that is really mm-hmm. important to just keep you in the mind of, of, of going regularly and, and training, right? So, so, yeah, yeah. so and that, that kept, uh, kept it going. And I think that's, yeah, that, that would be the best advice for, for anyone recovering is kind of keep the rhythm of, of training uh, going, even though it's not the intensities or the distances uh, you would wish. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm struggling with right now, because like I can, I can do a little bit light intensity work for short amounts of time, but I'm like, what's the point? But, you know, like you said, it it helps you it helps keep you in that athlete mindset and you don't become like go into that victim
2: sort of mindset. Yeah, exactly, because I mean, then you you do benefit because there's a really big difference also body wise. I mean, there's a really big difference between is it doing something and not doing anything at all. I mean, because once you yeah. stop doing anything at all, then you, you lose your muscle mass and you lose your uh the strengths about your your joints and stuff. So you might the, the injury itself might disappear uh, over time, but then once you ramp it up, you you've lost all the all your uh, you've you've lost. I mean, a lot of the strength that 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 uh, that'll make you so make you able to 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 ramp it up again at, at some point. So just keeping it so keeping as much going as 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 you can is essential. I think um, so, both mentally but also also physically.
1: That's a great point.
2: And then getting, try to get the best help you can uh, from, from, from outside. I mean, I, I was through a lot of, of different, uh, physiotherapists and actually, and it never really clicked. And I, there was a lot of, there was some physiotherapists that were like focusing on one technique and they believed in this type of, of, say, acupuncture. And these other were really focusing on this type of K laser. And, and, and so, so they had their own, uh, technique that they thought this was the best. But it's only when I found a physiotherapist that really took the, like a holistic view on it and then kind of see, okay, this is, doesn't, this is, this is not just about using my technique and this is what I think works. It's about looking at what has been done before. And, uh, and just looking at the whole thing. Okay. What, 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 uh, what didn't work? What did the five other physiotherapists do that didn't uh, work out? Okay. Then, then it's obvious that we have to try something uh different and, and do that. Um, so there's actually, Actually, the former physiotherapist uh, for the for the Danish national rowing team, mm-hmm. uh, and for for the Danish Olympic rows, that uh, that that ended up uh, being being the trick to to get rid of both my injuries. Actually, and so after that, it actually it actually happened quite quickly after working with him. After
0: yeah, you made a crazy comeback. I mean, you <laughs> you won the sprint nationals. You won the Olympic distance AG champs. You, you knocked out a 403 half Iron Man. <laughs> like, that is insane. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that but... was a
0: good
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess those 1K runs paid off there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also,
2: just what really paid off, I guess, is the eight hours a week I spent cycling uh, 150 watts, which is, I mean, for me, that's super, super slow. And I would just be, and, and doing that for eight hours a week, uh, every week for a year instead of just saying okay i can't i can't cycle above 200 watts because then my knee starts hurting then i won't cycle or it, it i mean so i think that's really mm. uh, the takeaway from this is is i mean the fact that i kept on run, uh, doing as much as i could without uh, hitting the threshold where it started making the injuries worse um and then using that spare time to work a lot on my swim uh, and just have a lot of kilometers in the pool to just build up again an aerobic base, uh, and do as much running as I could. So basically, I would be running every third day, every second or every third day, and then just run on a small loop, and would run uh, until I could kind of like before the knee started hurting. I could kind of feel maybe just a slight irritation around it before it actually started hitting in. So I'd run until I could just begin uh sensing that I was, that it was beginning to come and then i'll stop running and walk home and i'll do that and it' would maybe i could maybe increase the distance by 200 meters every time i ran um so so there's the patience of, of doing that for, uh, week in week out uh months in months out in, in all the disciplines uh is what i think made our made our, our comeback possible because because i didn't have to i mean i was I was missing the top speed but uh, but but the volume was there from all the from all the low intensity work so 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 instead of having to uh, start start completely over and, and and build up the volume as well then I kind of had a base that I could build on quite quickly and and get that uh, intensity up so that's really what uh, I think what I think paid off uh, in the end
4: I think this is a perfect example of uh, you know how much we sometimes we hear about yeah you can do volume you can do intensity but the most important thing in any sort of training program or plan is consistency that's the key word and i think in your case it's a very sort of a success story of uh, how to keep the consistency at a determined level without hurting yourself more and also avoiding uh, losing all the 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 sort of work that you've done in the past
2: yeah yeah exactly that's uh... Yeah, because you just kind of do as much as you can do without it getting worse, basically, is, uh, is the key, I think, yeah. And then you say consistency, consistency, consistency. Trumps, Trumps one good training session once in a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> <Tough>. exactly. <Exciting>. Definitely.
3: <laughs>
0: well, I think I'm kind of on a similar path to you right now, but yeah, I hope I can
2: make even somewhat of a comeback like you did. I really hope that too, uh, swamil Thanks, mate. And then it's, kind of, it's, it's about learning about past mistakes when you then want to, you get back into it. Right. And then, and then and more, I mean, more cautious when ramping up, uh, especially. So, so I'm still not out of my running, uh, uh, injuries. I still, I mean, I still have small, small legals appearing, uh, again and again. And so, I mean, that's, that's still something I'm struggling with and it's, uh, something that, um, that, that, that's frustrating. Um, uh, but, I mean, you see, even even people and at the high le- highest level, they have small niggles again and again. I mean, um, so so it's really about just at the first sign of of injury or, or something, then just knowing your body enough to to say, okay, this is this is something something is wrong, and then taking a step back instead of pushing on and saying, ah, I can run on with this, and and so it's really, I mean, I think that's something I've learned as well to be very conservative on that front. And uh, and 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 realize, okay, whoops, there's something wrong. Then I step down for a few days and then go up again. So so it's about trying to, to take these uh, small steps and, and being being uh, being smart in the way you uh, not just follow a plan, but but try to adapt that every every single day, basically to uh, to how the body feels. All right.
0: All right, I think we can sort of wrap things up with the final few questions here. So, what's the message you guys would like everyone listening to take away from your story?
3: Well, it's it's. I think it's from from my point of view, it's it's very important to try new things and try to take up something that that you never tried before and just give it a go with the with the challenge. It's it's gonna be fun anyway, anyway how how good it goes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely, and and then and, and then I mean, enjoy the process. Yeah, I mean, I, we're talking here about goals and having a, and being fast and stuff, but it's really all about having fun, right? Uh, in in a sense, I mean, it's I think it's fun to be fast, right? So that's <laughs> part of it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> if that's what uh, rock your boat, then yeah, but, but but otherwise, no. I mean, finding finding pleasure in the day-to-day training, um, and and uh, and and finding the right people uh, to train with. That uh, that you can both have fun with, and that uh, that challenge. that challenge you um, in training every every single time. That's that's really uh, uh, an important part of it. And then again, that they are also the people that will keep you going uh, when things are, are less well. Because because having those other people in your network that that are that are still going strong uh, while you're injured also uh, keeps you mentally in the sport and keeps you mentally committed to uh, to. Uh, their high performance um, and, and making you want to to get back um, and have fun with them
0: i want to ask you first of all, so what is your end
2: goal what is the dream Oof, yeah that's uh <laughs> i mean in a kind of a broad sense out i want to see how how far my body can get and see see what uh, the ultimate uh, performance uh, can be but um but I mean, the dream is is to be able to compete at the highest level on on half and and whole distance Ironmans. Yeah. Um. So so by that out, I mean the dream would be to to be able to to compete uh, in the lead field uh, and and be and be competing where it's fun. I mean, not uh, be in the last part of, of the pro field, but but be uh be up uh with the fast guys, and 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 try to go for the wins in in various races. So that that's uh that that's the goal gotcha yeah.
1: <laughs> and what about you mate what were you kind of aiming
3: for me it's more being able to to do some longer races so if i at some point could be able to do a fast uh, half ironman that could be, be a lot of fun but i'm not going for the league as someone else but uh
4: <laughs> as someone else but,
3: being able to, to do a fast uh, half Ironman man could be a lot of fun, but it, it requires a lot of training for me to to get up build up that strength to do the to do the long distances but i'm getting there
0: <laughs> awesome
2: and are there any people you both would like to give a shout out to uh well i'll give a a big shout out to um to like my, my main uh, training uh, training squad uh director's cut. we are we're spending a lot of time uh both going on training camps together and, and training together, and then here in the off season, um, we uh, yeah we, we also spend uh, spend uh, some nights out uh, together. And then I would like to give a shout out to Andreas Borg, my my my, my coach, uh, that's been uh, really helpful over the couple of years, taking me through both uh, through the highs and lows, um, and then going from uh, from from injuries to to success.
3: And then especially to our our Stradland club, Hartree, which have some. Uh
2: very good teammates for us. Yeah. Some amazing teammates, uh, in the Club that, uh, that really making, uh, training on a daily basis. Fun. Great, okay,
0: Great. And before we ask our last
2: question, tell everyone where they can find you online. <laughs> yeah. So you can find, uh, both of us on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. So Mede is, uh,
3: Mette Yeah.
2: So, so spelled out in one. And, uh, and me, I'm i I'm gray Christopher on Instagram. So, so check us out there. And, uh,
3: and I think we're on Strava as
2: well,
3: both
0: of us, <laughs> actually.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, some crazy workouts <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping to see some crazy workouts from you too, uh, Swapnil, at some point. Hopefully so, yes. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, and our last question.
0: Why do you try?
2: Ooh. <laughs> oh, just uh, for the joy of, of living and being out in, uh, in nature. Again and again and again and then pushing uh, mind and body.
3: Yeah, push boundaries.
2: Awesome guys, thank you so much.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And awesome and uh, and good work on your on your part. And it's uh, fantastic to to keep inspiring uh, the world of triathlon and uh, and then yeah, sharing all uh, all those stories. Thank, thank you, yeah, thank okay. you guys. And
4: uh, also one thing I need to mention is very important is I am very envious. Of your swim pictures on instagram <laughs> yeah from a personal yeah. lives in the city <laughs> I, I see this you're in the middle of this beautiful sort of a nordic ocean and like wow that's it <laughs>
3: by the by the north coast of sealand we have some very nice area up there lovely
4: yeah i can see i can see that <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys thank you very much <laughs> yeah thank you guys
0: Thank you so much for listening everyone if you enjoyed today's show and love the hot podcast we would love for you to subscribe, rate and leave the podcast a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Your review helps us out a lot and would be very much appreciated. Thank you all again for being a part of this community. If you haven't already you can find us and follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Strava at Humans of Triathlon. So head on over there and let us and our guests know how you liked this episode Also, the show notes for everything mentioned or discussed on the episode can be found on our website, that's humansoftriathlon.com slash hotpodcast. And be sure to join us again next week, where we'll bring you another amazing guest and story from this ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon. Until then, everyone, keep trying.